Welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And this is This Week in Skating. We scour the internet so you don't have to in order to focus on the confirmed news and updates. This episode, we're bringing you the news and updates through Sunday, August 28th. End of August. (laughs) We are saying goodbye to August in this episode because when we record next week, it's going to be officially September and I feel like it's Nebelhorn time. Like we're going to be getting those (laughs) initial fall internationals, Lombardia, Mm -hmm. Nebelhorn, the U.S. Classic. We're going to continue on with the JGP. Right. And we're really going to be in full swing. So our episode might change a little bit. We may be talking a little bit more at the start of the episode because we're going to have events to discuss and I'm excited about this. We do. We have an event to talk about this week because the Junior Grand Prix got started this week in Courcheval, France. It was great to watch live skating again. Um, Obviously, we saw live skating in Lake Placid in July, but we got to actually see it um, on YouTube. And so, yeah, so should we get going and start talking about it? Well, I did want to point out a couple of things at the top. As we mentioned last week, when we announce an event, the rosters may change. The ones that are announced early on in the season may not be the same as (laughs) what they are by the time the event starts. And I noticed, too, a lot in our podcast, we're saying, we'll put this in the show notes. We'll put this in the show notes. So instead, I'm just going to say right at the top, we're going to put all the links to everything we talk about. In the show notes. Yes. And if there's ever a chance when you see that we didn't put a link in the show notes, (laughs) let us know. Send us an email or contact us on social media and we will make sure to put that link in the show notes. Absolutely. So without further ado, let's talk about the Junior Grand Prix. Well, first thing I want to mention, it was great to have the Junior Grand Prix back and it was a wonderful addition to have Mark Henready join Ted Barton on the JGP commentary. I thoroughly enjoyed listening to both of them. Um, I've, I've enjoyed listening to Ted, but it was so great to have Ted have someone else to talk with. And Ted and Mark complimented each other very well. Um, so I was really, you know, enjoying listening to them. I learned a lot during the competition when I was watching. So, um, great addition. And I'm looking forward to hearing the both of them as we move on through the rest of the Junior Grand Prix. I loved what Mark and Ted did as a duo. Mm -hmm. It was cool to get those extra tidbits added in. I think that the, the commentary flowed really, really well. And I'm looking forward to... Like you said, as we move forward in the JGP, of course, up next is Checkskate. We'll talk about that at the end of the episode. Yes. So in the women's event, Japan's Hana Yoshida won the gold. She did attempt a triple axel, but she stepped out of it. She skated to this Princess Leia theme from Star Wars, which I know I have a lot of Star Wars nerds in my <laughs> immediate friend circle, so... I might have to share that one with them. Yeah, I think so. It kind of brought back memories of Satoko Miyahara's Princess Leia (laughs) free skate from 2016-17. Hana was the first Japanese woman to win a Junior Grand Prix 
series competition since Rika Kihara did in 2016. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in silver medal position, Japan had a really good event here. Ayumi Shibuyama, who is only 14 years old. She was the leader after the short program. She finished second. And Korea's Yuja Kim took the bronze. She also attempted a triple axel, which was called on the quarter. Um, this was a JGP debut for all three of those medalists. Mm-hmm. So how fantastic yeah. to come into your first JGP and to be on the podium. I know. I so mean, impressive. <laughs> I also wanted to point out that Maria Elise Kaliveri of Estonia finished off the podium but delivered a lovely and clean free skate, and she's only 13 years old. Interested to see more of her on this series. I did see this program, Daphne, and I was really impressed with her. I mean, I think she impressed herself because I don't think she thought she would be in that position um, to be in the last group um, and at only 13 years old. So I'm wanting to see more of Maria. And uh, yeah, but what a great Junior Grand Prix for her. It goes without saying that the Junior Grand Prix series is a developmental series. It's helping to give skaters the opportunity at a younger age Mm -hmm. to compete internationally. And it's developmental. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's important for them to get there. They get the feedback. They can improve their skating. They get to compete on the international scene. It's it's a fantastic opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, And... You know, these kids definitely went out there and capitalized on the opportunity that they had. Yeah, definitely. So uh, Team USA's Claire Seo finished in fifth place and Sarah Everhart finished in 10th. Canada's Leah Pereira was sixth overall. Well, moving on to the men, USA's Michael Z, who was fourth after the short program and captivated many fans with his short program performance. I know a lot of people were talking about it on social media about his performance. Um, He landed his first clean triple axel in international competition in the free skate, but he made mistakes in the second half of his free skate and he ended up finishing in fifth. Um, So, but still this was his first junior grand prix and still, uh, you know, very impressive there. 14 year old Lucas Kaznicki finished in eighth and he is from represents the United States. Mihamada coached both of the Japanese women and both of the men who were making their Junior Grand Prix debuts in Korshival. So another interesting tidbit, Mihamada coached both of the Japanese women and both of the men who were making their JGP debuts in Korshival. Shunsuke Nakamura won the gold and Ryoga Morimoto won the bronze. Yeah. Well, South Korea's Young Yu Cha won his first Junior Grand Prix medal, the silver, in his eighth Junior Grand Prix. And his first one was way back in 2017 when he was 13. And so I I, I couldn't remember that he had been on the Junior Grand Prix that long, but he has. So, but he won his first medal, um, the silver, and that was really great. And then Switzerland's Noah Bowenstein landed seven clean triples for his third in the free skate, and he finished fourth overall. You ready to talk uh, about dance there? <laughs> I am so ready to talk about dance. So it's no surprise Hannah Lim and Yi Kwan have made Korean figure skating history already when they won a bronze medal last year on the JGP. Well, they won the gold this time. 
And one thing I took away from their performances here is they had command of the ice right from the beginning in both programs. They've got a wealth of experience having been on the JGP series last year. They were sixth at Junior Worlds. They definitely were the highest ranked team in this competition. And they went out there and slayed it. They showed why they should win the gold medal. I loved their Gangnam style and their CATS programs from last year. I did too. I really did like those programs last year. <laughs> but I wasn't sure how they were going to, you know, build on that. And they really came to the table with a different tone. Mm-hmm. Dance Macabre is one of my favorite uh, pieces of music. I loved the commitment and conviction that they put in the performances. And that was, there was no shortage of that in this one. So they won the gold medal. So taking the silver medal, Selena Fradi and Jean-Hans Fourneau, uh, they were ninth at Junior Worlds, also competed on the JGP series. Though they won the silver, the buzz was really about their training mates, Lou Koch and Yvonne Melnick. They had a free dance to Swan Lake. It was a remix. There was a techno piece in there. Um, Kareen Arabert was so proud of her teams. We have a link to the post that she created after the competition. So lots of fun. Um, Vanessa Vam and Jonathan Rogers finished third. This is their JGP debut. They're from Team USA. There was a little issue in the Twizzles in the rhythm dance that kind of cost them an opportunity Mm -hmm. to fight for second place. Otherwise, I think it would have been much, much closer. Um, The biggest difference that I noticed was in the GOEs and the top two teams, their GOEs were higher. And I think it comes with experience. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking that we're going to see bigger things from Fam and Rogers and also Eliana and Ethan Peel who are also making their debut for Team USA. They finished a strong fourth here. They had some low levels and some negative GOEs that kind of kept their score down. However, two debuts, third and fourth, not bad. No, not bad at all. Yeah, definitely. I think when, hopefully, when they get their second Junior Grand Prix, it will, you know, we'll see maybe an improved skates from both of them they'll feel more comfortable and you know with it um but yeah not bad for their first uh, junior grand prix i do want to mention one program that i really enjoyed from the free dance canada's layla valon and alexander brian dice skated to you will be found from dear evan hansen which i know we've heard so much broadway stuff but i that's one of my favorite shows And I really enjoyed it. And they finished in six. And it was a great um, skate. So, for them. All right. And rounding out the dance news, I want to bring special attention to Laura and Kevin Hegarty from Ireland. They're the first Irish dance team to compete on the Junior Grand Prix series. So exciting for them. I know a couple of my friends who live in Ireland are super excited that they now have an ice dance team. And, yeah, best wishes to the siblings as they continue this season. It's great yeah. to see them out there. And this was a, the first event. Right. It has to start somewhere. It reminds me of when Chinese payers came into play. Mm-hmm. We all know how great they are now, mm-hmm. but they had to start somewhere. And in the beginning, it may, they're not posting the highest scores. However, 
it takes time to build it up. Right. And so I'm super excited that Laura and Kevin have entered the international competitive scene and hope to see more great things from them in the future. Yeah, definitely. So moving on to Britannia International. This took place at Ice Sheffield this past weekend. There was no live stream, but there was a fan cam video on YouTube, so I was able to watch Farron Gibson's Rhythm Dance and Free Dance. It's early in the season, but they look right on track to be ready for their Grand Prix events. Okay. And also, yeah, the fan cam was from the back, and you know that in Ice Dance it's really difficult to get the full impact of a program from, from the, back. the back. But right. I was happy to at least get some get to see like what the essence of the programs are now Daphne, i didn't get to see it what are they skating to well the free dance is to a medley by lady gaga which fits them very very well (laughs) um they're using born this way and then there's kind of this bad romance remix piece in the middle okay okay and then it ends with born this way and i there's just yeah it's exciting okay okay Well, I look forward to seeing it. Well, we have one national qualifying series event this week, (laughs) Um, and it was for singles. It was the Sherwood Invitational, and it was in Sherwood, Oregon. Um, A highlight was last season's Junior Grand Prix competitor, Luca Brassard, who is making his season debut here. He won the Junior Men's event, and we will, of course, put a link to the rest of the results in our show notes. Yeah, and rounding out our event results, Friends on Ice took place this past weekend in Japan. The official Instagram account has some backstage content and some show snippets without audio. One of the cool things is Jason Brown posted that he and Shaylin Bourne did a Riverdance duet. I want to see this so badly. Who took video of this if you did take video of this please post it online we'd love to see this (laughs) yeah send it to us because we want to see of course shaylin born and victor kratz skated to riverdance the 1998 olympic season jason brown skated to it and brought down the house in boston Boston in 2014 (laughs) so i'd love to see um yeah i'd really love to see what it looked like yeah yeah definitely um, and that cast did like six shows in three days. It it was a busy, quick um, little tour. So that is great. Yeah. So much fun. Yeah. Well, moving on to our general skating news. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, these are entries that could change. But we do have the ISU posted entries for Lombardia Trophy, which is the second ISU Challenger event. It takes place September 16th to the 19th in Bergamo, Italy. Team USA will have Tomoki Hiwatashi, Din Tran, Amber Glenn, Hannah Harrell, Emily Brady, and Ian Somerville, and Caroline Green and Michael Parsons. There's no pairs at this Challenger event, I should say that. Um, World champion Kaori Sakamoto will be there, along with Japan's Wakaba Haguchi, and Charlene Gwynnard and Marco Fabri will be at Lombardia Trophy. Interesting fact about them, they won the last five Lombardia Trophy events. <laughs> Charlene and Marco debut at this event pretty much every season, and they have a stranglehold on the top spot. 
So the ISU posted the entries for the fourth Junior Grand Prix, which is Armenia Cup. There will be no pairs at this competition. For Team USA, Will Annis, Beck Strummer making his debut, Josephine Lee, Sherry Zhang, who will be debuting as well, and in ice dance, Leah Nesset and Artem Markolov. We've kind of been waiting for this <laughs> debut this season. I saw them in Dallas, and they looked pretty prepared for the competition. And they are joined by Christina Bland and Matthew Sperry, who are going to be making their JGP debut. In um, On the roster for Canada, Canada is sending no women to this competition, but they are sending David Bondar and Anthony Paradis to compete in the men's event. And in ice dance, we have Nadia Bashinska and Peter Beaumont, who are the reigning Junior World yeah. Bronze medalists, as well as Dana Sabatini Speciale and Nicholas Buello. And those are all JGP debuts except for Bashinska and Beaumont. Very cool. I feel like we have a lot of Junior Grand Prix debuts this season. It wouldn't surprise me, but this is one of the biggest seasons for them. Yeah. Well, MK John Wilson Trophy Grand Prix tickets went on sale last Monday. I thought I saw on social media they were having some issues with the website. I think they've got it all worked out, but yep, if you're interested in going to the Grand Prix in um, Sheffield, so we'll put, you know, get your tickets. We'll put the link in the show notes. Yes. And Skate Canada announced that Winnipeg is going to host the 2022-23 Skate Canada Challenge. For the first time ever, they're going to have two separate events. Junior and Senior will take place in Winnipeg on November 30th through December 3rd. And Pre-Novice slash Novice will be held in 2023. In Canada, they call intermediate pre-novice, so I just wanted to make that distinction for anyone who's wondering what the difference is. There isn't really any, it's just a different name. Well, some more Skate Canada news. All event tickets for the 2023 Canadian Tire National Championships are going on sale this week. They will be available for pre-sale on August 29th, which is today when our podcast is out, at 10 a.m. And they'll be on sale to the public on September 1st at 10 a.m. Eastern. The Canadian National Championships will take place in Oshawa, Ontario, January 9th to the 15th of 2023. Single season tickets will be available for sale on December in December of 2022. The Ice Dance International Fall Tour, Grace, The Power of Dance on Ice, is scheduled for September 17th through October 9th, 2022. Um, the cast includes Alyssa Sisney, Ksenia Ponomarenko, and Colin Brubaker. And we have a link to the full cast list and more information on the locations that they're going to be performing. One of them is in Portland, so I'm really hoping to get back there. One of the last events I went to before the pandemic was an Ice Dance International oh, show. Okay. It was in February, just before things kind of went off the rails. Yeah. I saw them when they did, they did like a little demonstration at, it was in Cooperstown with the Dick Button. Um, it was his art exhibit that they had there at one of the museums and yeah I enjoyed seeing them and I know they're coming 
to Lake Placid, but unfortunately I'm going to be out of town, so I can't make the trip up to Lake Placid to see them there. But yeah, if they're in your area, definitely check it out. Sounds like it's going to be a good show. The ISU is conducting a survey to improve its digital platforms. Now, fans that take part can be selected to do a 45-minute interview by video call. And those selected will win two tickets to an ISU event of your choice in 2022-2023. So, if you're interested in participating in that survey, you know, definitely if you know you've complained about something that the ISU has done or you don't like what they're doing, um, this may be a good way of letting your voice be heard in the proper channels by filling out their survey. Excellent. That's a good idea. It's always good to reach out and ask for input from Mm -hmm. your stakeholders or Mm -hmm. people that are using your platforms. Mm -hmm. You can get some valuable information that way and improve the systems and it helps make everyone happy in the end. Yeah. So, rounding out our general skating news, Jodine Higgins received the City of Stratford's Bronze Star. The City awards Bronze Stars to individuals who have made a profound contribution to the city or achieved national or international Mm -hmm. status. Higgins, with her husband and skating partner, Sean Rice, were three-time national medalists and competed at the World Championships twice. Both were pros on the Dancing on Ice show in the UK. Unfortunately, Sean Rice passed away unexpectedly this last January, but you can read more in the article that will be in our show notes. Moving on to recent interviews, Caitlin Weaver debuted on the Future of Figure Skating podcast. This is a brand new podcast hosted by Anna, and they had a great conversation about self-discovery, queer representation, building inclusive spaces for skaters, and how to change harmful systems. And this was a great episode. Good luck, Anna. Um, Gina and I are about 20 episodes in on our new podcast and hope you enjoy putting things together as much as we do. Yeah, this is episode 20 (laughs) already. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Speaking of podcasts, Polina Edmonds had 2016 U.S. Pairs champion Tara Kane on her podcast, and I did have the opportunity to listen to this. Um, She talked about how she went from a single skater to a pair skater, and basically she just wanted to learn the elements of pairs so that she could be marketable for shows. She didn't think of competing pairs. Um, She talks about her partnership with Danny, her injuries that she's had, how she's a nervous competitor, and in interviews that I've done with Tara, I knew that, um, but that she talked about how she would fall apart before a competition and basically would consider walking right out, but she knew Danny was there and she couldn't do that. Um, she gives some advice for people considering pairs. She talks about retirement, that it came as a complete shock to her. I didn't even know this, that she said after Skate America, Danny told her, this was it. This was his last competition, and she, that took her by surprise. Of course, then we know Danny did. He came out of retirement and skated um, again with a new partner, um, and she was going to find a new partner, but she said it was so hard, and that she decided to go into shows, and she's still trying to figure out 
what her position is in the skating world. And she said she would like to coach pairs in the future. But it was a very interesting. Um, she did not talk about Delilah Sappenfield at all, and none of that came up. But it was a good conversation between Polina and Tara. So if you have an opportunity to listen to it, I recommend it. Definitely. I want to check that out. I have not had a chance to listen to one of Paulina's episodes yet, but she's been podcasting for a while. She has. So I'm really interested yeah, yeah. to get to listen to her podcast and, and, you know, see what her vibe is. Yeah, she brings a good perspective. I mean, because when they were talking about the retirement she was able to talk about her own experience and the two of them had a great conversation. So yeah, I've enjoyed listening to some, I don't listen every week, but you know, if there's one that definitely interests me, I tune in and I think uh, Polina does a great job with the podcast. Moving on, Hero over at Europe on Ice has published this really reflective article called As the New Figure Skating Season Starts, We Must Not Forget About Ukraine. He focuses on why it's important to keep supporting Ukraine's Ukrainian figure skaters, and he includes some pieces on an interview that he did with Sasha Nazarova and um, Maxim Nikitin of Ukraine. So it's a really, it's a great read. This is it's just so sad. This entire situation. Yeah. Um, moving on though, Paula Slater has been doing a series on the Ukrainian skaters. And Kirillo Marsak, who is 17, has free ice time in Perunka, Finland, thanks to Walter Vertanen and Alina Meyer Vertanen. And so if you want to learn more about that, you can check out that article. Well, what's a podcast without some Nathan Chen news? (laughs) The latest Nathan Chen interview that appears in Character Media's annual 2022 issue Um, We'll put a link to that. There is a two and a half minute video embedded in the article as well. There are also five videos of Nathan posted on Character Media's TikTok account. We'll put that link in the show notes so you can check it out. You know, Nathan is extremely busy. He has been busy since he got back from the Olympics. And I know school is starting soon Mm -hmm. and he's going to get back to that. So it's pretty exciting. Ending or rounding out our recent articles, U.S. Figure Skating Fan Zone did a feature article on Eliana Peel and Ethan Peel ahead of their Junior Grand Prix event. I'm sure it mentions in there that they're coached by their dad, Rob Peel, who is a former national medalist. Um, It talked about Ethan going to school in Alabama. Yeah, he does. (laughs) It's it's interesting. I, I know their mom... Carlene and she works really hard to make this all work. Yeah. So, so kudos to them. <laughs> yep. Well, moving on to our social media updates, we have a quite a few here. First up is Brady Tanell posted on Instagram that she is moving to Nice, France. Benoit Rashad is her head coach and Cedric Tour to be her jump specialist. So this is an interesting development. Um we know Brady missed last season due to injury, and now she's going to be training in France. So we will have to see, you know, how this all works out for her. And yeah. Well, Benoit has been doing a lot of choreography Mm -hmm. for skaters. Like he is behind some of the coolest single skater performances in the last couple of years. I'm interested to see what he can do for Brady as a head coach. Mm -hmm. 
And I guess we'll see pretty soon. Yeah. So Ava Pate and Logan Bai posted on social media that they got engaged. This was great news. Gina interviewed Ava and Logan in Lake Placid, and we're going to be interviewing them in a couple of hours. Yes. And this was all planned before they announced their engagement. We had already told them, hey, we're going to talk to you next Sunday. And then a couple of days later, bam, they Surprise. post an engagement. So now we just have more things to talk about with them. Yeah. Well, Champs Camp at the Detroit Skating Club took place this past week. So it was in Detroit. Um, we had heard it was possibly in Detroit, but it was a, you know confirmed by the skaters that it was in Detroit. There were Instagram stories by U.S. Figure Skating. There was like a group photo shoot that showed that Gracie Gold is there. And she's the only skater who doesn't already have a Grand Prix assignment. So we are wondering if that means Skate America for Gracie. Um, Caitlin Hawaii was the first to post a photo. She did an off-ice close-up of her and John Luke Baker. But if the skaters were there at Champs Camp, they were posting about it. So it's all over Instagram. And that's something we also can talk to um, Ava and Logan about because they were at Champs Camp. So we can hear a little bit about what Champs Camp was like from them. Yeah, I'm interested to talk to them about that because this was their first one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's very exciting. Um, I don't know that we've mentioned this before, but there are 10 different ice dance teams from the U.S. competing on the Senior Grand Prix yeah. Series. And that is a record as far as I know. So yeah. it's pretty exciting. So the Ice Academy in Montreal has posted that they have a new team. Alyssa Robinson and Jacob Ports are now training with Scott Moyer and his team at the IM Ontario campus. I saw a photo on Instagram of the team with Adrian Diaz <laughs> yep. and Scott Moyer. So their campus is growing. Yeah, yeah. Well, Vincent Joe thanked his coaches on Instagram this week. Um, it looked like it was a farewell, but see you later kind of post. He did not say it was not goodbye. I did not see the word goodbye in there, but he thanked his coaches as he was preparing to go to school in Brown. So he was leaving Colorado Springs and just thanked them. But who knows? Will we see Vincent again competing? Don't know. And Karen Chen also posted a photo from Cornell University and skating with the Cornell figure skating team. So she is back in Ithaca, New York, not far from me, and back at school. So, yeah. Well, speaking of schools, Sarah Hughes has posted on Facebook that she is going to be pursuing her MBA at Stanford Graduate School of Business. She graduated from Yale University, <laughs> and she has a law degree from the University of Pennsylvania. And she has a gold medal. What else and does Sarah use? Medal? <laughs> go for it, Sarah. Yeah. Way to go, Sarah. <laughs> well, we got some more Nathan Chen news. He posted a screenshot from his video call with Dr. Anthony Fauci over the weekend. Wow. So, yeah, pretty cool. I believe I saw on social media that Fauci is retiring soon, so it's a great great opportunity for Nathan to connect with mm -hmm. Dr. Fauci. Um, Alice Chen, <laughs> Nathan's sister, shared a couple of photos of herself and the other Chen siblings from the March 2022 taping of Celebrity Family Feud. It aired last Sunday 
Uh, Simu Liu actually replied in the comments on the Instagram post. <laughs> Unfortunately, Nathan did not win. The Chen family did not win. No. Simu Liu, his team did. Simu Liu is fantastic as Shang-Chi. He's great in the Marvel Universe, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with him. It was announced during the episode that Nathan was playing for figure skating in Harlem, Harlem yes. as his charitable yeah. organization. Yeah. Hopefully they get some money, even though he didn't win. Yeah, I was going to look into that. Yeah. But I didn't. I didn't get a chance. Okay, so let's move on to upcoming <laughs> events for the week. And I love that now we have something big every week. So, Checkskate, August 31st <laughs> through September 3rd. And it's the first the Junior fir Grand Prix for pairs. Yes. It's awesome. <laughs> So, Team USA is sending Mia Kalin, Kai Kovar, Maxime Zharkov, Sonia Barham, and Daniel Tumensev, Kayla Smith and Andy Dang, and the lone dance entry is Jenna Hauer and Benjamin Starr. Also competing in the Ice Dance event, Elizabeth Kachenko and Alexei Kalayakov, who just won the Lake Placid Ice Dance International. Mm -hmm. Haley Yu and Brendan Zhang from Canada, Katerina Morazkova and Daniel Moracek from Czech Republic, and Kathy Reed's team, Naokida and Masaya Morita from Japan. So they went to Junior Worlds for the last year, which was great. It's so cool that Kathy is coaching, and I'm hoping to get her to come on for a podcast at some point yeah. to talk about the program that she's been developing over there. Yeah. That would be great. This event's also going to feature Vietnam's first ice dance team, Chi oh. Lin Nguyen and Min Quang Nguyen. Are they siblings? I don't know. It okay. didn't say in the ISU bio. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, here we had at the first Junior Grand Prix, we had the first uh, ice dance team from Ireland. And now this week, we're going to have the first ice dance team from Vietnam. So this is really cool. Yeah. Well, there is another competition going on this week, and we will put all the information for the Junior Grand Prix check skate in our show notes. I say that again just to remind you. Um, but there is another competition going on. It's the Sea Open Figure Skating Trophy, and it's September 2nd to the 4th in Singapore. It's mostly um, a lot of the competitors are from the Asian countries um, competing. Um, some I saw New Zealand and Australia, I think, had some competitors, but we'll put the link in the show notes so you can see the entries. And then, of course, the starting orders once they're up. Yeah, and that's an event for singles. Like They don't have pairs or ice yes. dance there. Yep. So it's just the women and the men. And rounding out events coming up, Skate Houston, September 2. September 2nd through the 5th is an NQS for singles and pairs. And I believe Melanie is going to be on site for that oh, one. Oh, okay. All right. I think we're getting yeah. towards how many we probably have. We're getting near the end, end of the... I, I feel like we are. I know the last one for Ice Dance is Challenge Cup at the end of September. Okay. Yeah. So I think we're I think we're getting closer to the end. Yeah, we have um, Middle Atlantic. Yeah, so we've got a yeah. few here, but I feel like we're getting towards you know the end, and because and before the show, Daphne and I were saying we keep saying NQS. This is another NQS, NQS, <laughs> and so I was like, are we getting towards the end there? I think we are. And speaking about getting towards the end, we're getting towards the end <laughs> of our podcast. So yes. 
Gina, can you let folks know where they can find us? Yes, you can find us on our website. It's thisweekinskating.com. And we are on social media. Please, if you haven't been following us, please do. Um, Twitter, it's at thiswkinskating. And Facebook and Instagram, it's This Week in Skating, and we will definitely be posting more from those social media accounts. I know we haven't been posting as much, but I'm going to be posting a little bit more as I'm watching events and, and stuff like that. So, um, And we love your feedback or questions as well. You know, anything, if you were watching the Junior Grand Prix, please let us know if there was some performance you really liked. We'd love to hear from you. Or if you got to see Jason Brown and Shaylin Bourne's Riverdance. Let us know. Um, you yeah. can reach out to us on social media or you can send us an email at thisweekinskating at gmail.com. Yeah, we appreciate all the support we've received via email and social media. We did get an email from Nancy asking <laughs> us, are you still planning on giving info regarding the Skating Club of Boston? Yes. Send us more Skating Club of Boston questions. We will be putting together an episode in the next two weeks. Yeah, Nancy really... sent us quite a few questions, so... Um... Excellent. And we're going to try to get in touch with someone from Skating Club of Boston who can either pop on the podcast or provide us with answers so that we can bring you the the best information or the correct information. Yeah. Daphne and I were there last year for a competition. We were not there for Skate America. So a lot of the questions that some people are having about it, we don't know the answers to. Um, we don't yeah. know what the parking situation is going to be like for Skate America. We don't know what food yeah. is going to be like. So some of those questions I know a lot of people have or been wondering about. And so we're going to try to get somebody on who can answer those questions so that there's not us, you know, just say, stating what we think it's going to be like based on our experience from a year ago, which was a much smaller competition. So, um, so hopefully in the next few weeks, but if you have questions regarding that event, send them along to us. And again, we will hopefully have a special episode where we can talk about that and give you the answers that you've been looking for soon. Yeah. Nancy also mentioned, um, after we reached after we responded to Nancy, she wrote back with, I'm enjoying the podcast. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, Nancy. Yes. We really appreciate it. Like we have said before, we really want to make this a place that you can come to get the information and news that you need every week. Mm -hmm. That's why we try to get it out on Mondays. And we try to bring you, you know, what we have that's confirmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Gina has let me know that she doesn't have anything going on over at FSO this week. Not actually on the web. We're working on stuff. It's not like we're just sitting back doing nothing. <laughs> we're working on stuff. <laughs> so, we've got some interviews work we're working on this week. So, stay tuned. Yeah. And what I have going on over at IDC is profile updates. I have opened up the form for junior and senior teams to update their profiles for the upcoming season. Yeah, we just kind of want to get things current as we continue to navigate through the 22-23 season. So this just reminds the dance teams that we've got their profile and we need their update to correct it. With that, we've reached the end of our episode. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And you've been listening to This Week in Skating. Have a great week! <laughs>